Friday, we are back in the house. Final round with Mr. Andrew Glenn, AG, if you've heard all week. If you have not been listening in, go back to soundcloud.com, click My Home Group Daily Dose, or type in My Home Group Daily Dose. You can also search MDDE, MDDE, and see how many episodes pop up. Choose over a thousand. Mark Hutchins here, the magic man. Mm-hmm. B-Ron is behind the glass. Hey. We're missing Jeremy today, but, uh, you know, we'll try to do our best. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's all it's, we can do. It's hard. It's a hard day to live up without our boy, Jeremy. So we miss you. Uh, anyhow, back at it with A-G-Z-O. Um, we've been talking a lot this week so um, about uh, everything around business. So let's talk about um, the market not COVID, but the market in future. So sure. what 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 do we see happening here as we approach mid-November into December and then 2021? Um, and then we'll talk about uh, future AG's goals, my home group's goals, what we're doing. It's always nice to hear what other companies are doing, right? So let's talk about future right now. What's, yeah. what's happening and what do, we, what do you expect to see over the next, let's call it 18 months? Well, I mean, anybody who's in our industry, and if you're listening, you might be, um, (laughs) has noticed that we don't have any houses to sell. And it's not just because no one's selling. It's because there's there's a two-pronged factor here. I mean, obviously, the interest rates have been so low for so long, so buyer frenzy, right? But there's just not enough houses to go around no matter what. So I don't know. I I can't see a scenario right today where all of a sudden 15, 20,000 houses pop up on the market tomorrow, right? I just don't see that. And economics is, you could boil it down to its most simple factor and that's supply and demand. And right now there's very, very low supply and very high demand. So even if demand slowed a little bit, I mean, so what, instead of five uh, five offers per house, we'd be down to two or three offers per house. I mean, that's kind of, I think that's the world we're going to live in for, you know, 18 months is a hard is hard to project, but I would say at least until the summer, I would say that's probably going to be our reality. And it's true. I mean, it's true across the entire um, the entire Maricopa County as far as like housing in general. I mean, there's just not enough to rent. There's we're not building enough. We haven't we stopped building apartments in the last um, downturn, and we never caught up, and we haven't caught up, and we're still not catching up. So that's why rents are so high. That's why prices have appreciated so much. I mean, it's just, it just comes down to supply and demand as it always does. Yeah. And it's good. You know, I, I, uh, that's, that's a summary of where I'm going to, if I'm to project, if I was to look at the next 18 to 24 months, um, you said it perfect. And actually it was John in the office. I think you said it's like, it's, it's, it's physically impossible for us to have a, a, a fast swing to whatever that is, even a six months swing due yeah. to a different market is, is almost impossible because what you said of the offers that are behind each one, the interest rates, which aren't going anywhere, by the way, for a while, top economists are saying right now, and these are the ones uh, we go to the, well, we didn't go this year, but uh, ASU puts it on. And these are smart folks. Every time I've listened in they're they're pretty spot on, maybe off by a couple months or so. All of 2021 is what they're projecting. We're to see at least strength, whether we see frenzy, I don't know. The other piece of it is, what is going to be the thing that either backs off and fuels any type of distress? And I think these folks that did any type of forbearance, 
I think that there's folks that made any type of deals. We don't know what those deals are. So when the forbearance ends, are they required to pay a balloon payment? Mm-hmm. Right. Are they require or is their payment going to reset to what it should be? Are they going to tack that forbearance onto the balance? There's a lot of unknown because we don't know the deals that the banks made. But again, that's not going to happen for some time. And I don't even think the banks would enforce it because all it's going to do, based on what they know from you yeah. know, 10, 12 years ago, is is fuel a short sale situation, which then in turn you know, creates much turmoil, not only for, for the investors on those mortgage-backed securities, but again, the banks. And, and again, we're just looking at a potential situation that could create more than any of us anticipated, whereas they know now they're better off making a deal or tacking it on sure. to the balance as opposed to, and they know too. Another thing I think as well, and I know you're trying to say something, but is with the appreciation that we've set, these folks that went to forbearance, they potentially, they couldn't refi, right? Because they've either, they already went late. They've already gotten to And usually they make you go late before you get to a forbearance so that they see there's distress. Well, in all this time frame, look at all the appreciation that's happened. And even if it drops back 10%, the bank's no longer going to feel threatened by attacking on a balance of ten to fifteen or twenty thousand dollars, if there's that appreciation that sits there, so I just think that there's a lot of factors that are positive for us in this industry that we're not going to see much of a of a of a of a massive turn um, unless something catastrophic were to happen. I think that's a good point, and that's a good word to use is catastrophic, because even the people who did forbearance or who did any kind of loan mod or payment forgiveness or whatever it was that you know they had to do for COVID time. Um, they have equity. So if they were if push came to shove and they had to sell, it's not like before where they couldn't sell, they had to sell and they couldn't get back their exactly. money. They'll they just, could, they'll get back their money and they could sell. And then those people will become, if they can't buy again, they'll become renters or they can downsize. So th- those are, those are factors where, you know, it just lends me to believe that like, even if they were forced to sell, our market would absorb it because we don't have any inventory. We have zero inventory and there's plenty of buyers still. And again, based on what the Fed's already planned to do, which is keeping a status quo of rates, and, and for many reasons, but but keeping a status quo of rates, <clears throat> if and when, last time they didn't have a choice, like you said, the, the last you know downturn, because that it was fueled by toxic debt. We don't have the toxic mm-hmm. debt out there in the marketplace, right? Every single person now that's buying a home that is qualifying traditionally and or jumbo, whatever it is, that they're going through a institutional bank, they are qualifying in 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 the 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 ways of when they originally created a mortgage-backed security, the 20% down, the credit factor, income, and the 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 ability to repay, debt to income ratios. Right. That's been happening for almost a decade now, right? right. Since 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 the the tightening of the of the mortgage markets. Uh, and the tightening of the institutional banks, and they've you know let it out a little bit, but that's only really in when it comes to the type of of loan. There's there's no more of the stuff that's being underwritten based upon what they maybe make, right? We won't say what that word was before. <laughs> it's their income. Now there's the USDA piece that we had before. There's now the I forget the acronym for it now that's out there that allows the it's 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 government granted stuff again for the either. Uh, the, the, it's a, I think there is a income and purchase price in area that is required, just like USDA was. So those are hundred percent loans, but they're still required to qualify. 100%. So that creates, again, when we look at 
the numbers when it comes to short sales, when it comes to even uh, pre-foreclosure stuff. I mean, and, and you probably know this on the investment side. Those lists are, I mean, they're, 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 they're literally non-existent. Short, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some days they're not even, a, there's not even a list, which back in the day would never have happened. Ever. You people would have gone nuts, you know? <laughs> and again, then what you said, Andrew, too, all these things fueling uh, around the buyers and around, we also too, another good point to put out there is we have a new wave of buyers that we didn't have a decade ago. Um, and we also have a move up buyer that we didn't have a decade ago mm-hmm. that was either sitting in that render spot or they were at a 200,000 loan amount that now they can qualify for half a million. So we've got a totally different well, uh, and the, the other thing uh, too, type of buyer and seller. Like there's plenty, there's, there's a ton of buyers, but this, there's a bunch of sellers who, I mean, with interest rates being where they're at, they refied. So they're going to be good for like five, you know, they might not want to move for five years. So that inventory that may have come on the market is not coming on the market right. now. So it's just, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I was talking, I was talking to a client yesterday and I just said, you know, great time to be a seller, not so great time to be a buyer. It's difficult. Right? So it's just, it it's is one difficult. of those things. Yeah. I went through it. You know this. Yep. And, and, and the selling side was so easy and the buying side seemingly was easy, but we were also preparing for it before we even sold the house. Right. So we were on the hunt, the look. Well, and, 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 and we, you were realistic and knew there were, you had to be aggressive. You oh, just okay. have to, you have to be yep. aggressive. You have to put your best foot forward at the very beginning because you might not get another chance. Yeah. And that is such good advice right there, Andrew, because there's still so many buyers that want to get a deal. We want you all to get a deal, right? Right now you have to look at what is, what is fair. What is fair market value and fair market value is going to seem aggressive. If you don't, if you can't come to grips with that, then you probably shouldn't be looking to buy. Let's go on to something real quick before we wrap up for the day about, you know, you know what your goals are. Obviously we know with MHG, my home group, what they are. And then we could talk about what our company goals are as not only just production and, 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 uh, uh, agent partner count, um, but just overall where you want to be and, I, sometimes the five year I think is just too much to put out. Let's just talk to your goal, 24 months. Well, I mean, uh, so I, if I could keep, you know, it sounds silly, but keep my stale, my sales steady where they are, which is about 10 to 12 million a year, I would be super happy because, um, you know, I've transitioned into a little bit more of a management role with my home group, um, taking on a little bit more responsibility with my home group. Quite and, a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> And, um, you know, making, making that kind of my goal, long-term vision is to help my home group become the number one real estate company in in the United States and maybe, you know, eventually the world. That's the long-term, if, if everything happened the way we all want them to happen, kind of, you know, pie in the sky goal, right? That's the goal. That's what I want. So that's, and that's what I'm, that's what I want to help do. But, you know, I, I love doing sales. I still love doing sales, but I like, you know, I like management. I like helping agents. I like figuring out problems. I like creating solutions for, you know, the company as it is as ourselves, like, how can we do things better? How can we do things more efficiently? What, what can we do to treat our clients better and our clients are our agents? So that's kind of, you know, my goal is to, is to help our clients, you know, on a, on a, my home group side, our clients, are our agents, help our clients be more successful, do more deals, have support, all those, all those things that, you know, are out there in the industry that we need to provide for our clients. Well, dude, it's like it's like we were talking about the days prior. Is the reason why you are is the level of abundance that you come from, and, and if there was there anything selfish in the statement that Andrew just said, there wasn't. And I think that's the 
the mindset that all of us need to have. Because when I talk about my home group's goals and where we want to be in two years, of course, yes, number one, that is that is our goal. The difference, I think, in the response from us is we want to be number one in production. Agent count is important, but we want the best, right? So for, for like Andrew said, he wants to be the best, the number one in the world. I mean, what a statement, of course, but you know, I think the best is, is such a, it's, it's, it's each person. It's yeah. almost subjective, right? So the best to us is the best professionals, you know, and the best professional can be someone doing $1 million a year in production. It's not about the, the, the highest, it's the best. And if you look at our roster, it's the best. So as we continue, there's that many more of the best here in Arizona. We know there's a whole bunch of you guys and girls, and we want to be a part and run side along that. Um, so Arizona, mm -hmm. within two years, we want to be we want to be the best um, around the country. Uh, bigger, bigger mindset, bigger, bigger goals there. With that, we are in nine states, functioning currently in four. Um, with a lot to come with the best folks out there um, and, and getting into more. Uh, won't announce anything now, but we, we had a wonderful meeting with a gentleman that was in our, our corporate office discussing a new state. Um, and, and, and I'm seeing by next year, we should be there. So lots of good things happening. Uh, so it's hard to say what the number is. It's yeah. hard to say what this is. It's just, we want to be the best exactly. at what we do and provide the highest level of customer so, service and you know, get the, get those five stars, right? We've been talking all week about mindset and doing the work and action, action, action. And I always feel like if we're the best at, at our service, if we're the best brokerage, I mean, all those, all those other things, well, those will naturally come then. It's just like I said before, you know, for personal production, if you do the actions, the production will eventually come. It's a natural thing that's going to happen. So, and that's how I feel with my home group. We're always innovating. We're never sitting on our hands, you know, just saying, Oh, look at us. We did so many great things. We don't need to do anything different. I mean, we're always trying to be innovative, bring better products, better services, better processes to our agents. And that's, you know, that's why I love it here. That's why, that's why I haven't left ever. So, Well, kudos to you, Andrew. And thank you for all you've done. Thank you for coming on again. Absolutely. What a week. Uh, what an awesome uh, segment. Again, go back, guys. Listen, soundcloud.com, my home group, Daily Dose. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, VIP Mortgage and Alliance Property Inspections. Thanks to all of the... The, uh, not only the My Home Group agents out there, but every agent here in Arizona, you know, um, for the for the folks that we've done cross sales with and and ones that we will be doing cross sales with. It's it's a pleasure and we're excited to end the year on a bang and start 2021 fresh and all of us feeling the best we can and rolling out into a new year because we're almost there. And thanks to you, Byron. Hey. Have a good day, everybody. Good weekend. Stay safe. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs>